How often do we procrastinate? How often do we say stuff like, yeah, I really should do that. I don't know. I guess I'm just lazy. We have a problem with too many choices, too many options, and not following through on any of them. Well, let me ask you a question. How many diets does it take to get down to where you'd like to be at? Just one. The one you stick with. How many times do you have to reorganize your office, your desk, your approach to your business, your profession, before you begin to see some of the results you'd like to see? Just one. The one you commit to and stick with. You know, difference when I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You don't start things and not finish. You don't quit. There's nothing that comes out of quitting besides knowing that you didn't finish. We finish everything. You start it, finish it. When I pick it up and say I'm going to start it, I got to finish it. It all don't work. It all ain't the best. It all ain't knocked out the park. But I walk away saying I finished it. I did it. I don't ever feel like I lose because I won't give up. And if you don't win, be upset and go back and win. So when it's all said and done and I look back, I can go, I gave it 100% and look at how good I got. Look at what I'm a product of. Don't try, do. Forget about trying. Forget about making an attempt. Forget about testing it out. Although you may not end up in the profession or in the area that you're starting out, you don't want to go halfway. You don't want to just dip your toe in. You want to jump in hard. Do not try, do. Go hard. It requires a tremendous amount of courage to say, I'm going to give this thing a chance. I'm going to give it my all. And if it doesn't work out, that's okay. But I know that I tried my best. Where are the warriors that say, I'm going to make a decision and I'm keeping it. Go deep into all these things that you love, 100%. Devote yourself to something bigger. Be decisive about what you're going to do. Say, I'm going to do it and that's it. And then be disciplined about getting it done every single day, whether you feel like it or not. Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and looted dances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here today. Spoken Soul Sessions family, what's good? I promised y'all, I promised you guys that we're going to do this four-part series dedicated to all my queens out there. I hope... I hope you're in pursuit of your dreams today. I hope you're steadfast upon your path, upon your journey. I hope you're focused and got your eye on the prize. Today is the day we stop excuses. Today is the day we pick it up, we finish it. That's what the podcast is going to be about today. Starting what you finish. Last week, 
we went over procrastination. We went over procrastinating and how procrastination is the number one vice to put your dreams on hold. It's the number one vice that keeps you stagnant, that keeps you in a box. Another vice, another vice that builds bad character is starting something and not finishing it. Not having the diligence enough to, to, to go through with whatever inconvenience you may encounter is about being steadfast, diligent enough to say, okay, there's going to be some inconveniences. There's going to be some, some uncomfortability. But you got drive. You got purpose. So that's what we want to get into today. We want to get into starting what you finish. Now, my queens out there, my queens, there's so many, so many different examples that we can use. So many different examples we can use. However, we're going to talk about Finishing what you start There's a certain type of I want to say A certain type of pride Or a certain type of diligence that, That's needed Or a certain type of discipline This is the word I'm looking for There's a certain type of discipline That it takes To achieve success And if you look and you break down the people around you, the people around you, the people you see in the media. You know, there's very successful people around you. And if you look at their, you know, look at their look at look at how they they portion their time out during their day. Look at the way that when they start a project, they they're disciplined enough to be able to see it through. And a lot of times we don't get We don't get the magic we're looking for We don't get the magic we're looking for Because we're not willing to see it through We're not willing to go through the pain Go through the fire Go through the storm In order to get to the other side where, Where's the bliss? You know? We don't, we don't see it through In order to see the blessing And a lot of times we get caught up we, we think to ourselves Why the universe is not blessing me Or why God is not blessing me why, why, why things are going so wrong for me And you gotta look at you You gotta go into the mirror and look at yourself How many times do you start something and don't finish it Like we made mention in the last podcast That Bruce Lee said something That was totally profound He said Be careful be careful of what you say about yourself, even when you're joking, even in jest, to be conscious enough to know that what you say about yourself, the universe will pick it up. The universe don't know whether you're joking or not. Your words have power. That's why we should always use our words in the best of manners. We should use our words to benefit us, not to be not to our detriment. And a lot of times we don't realize this, but we we cause a lot of strife in our own lives by the words we choose to use. The words we choose to describe ourselves. How many times you hear people, you know, you hear our sisters, you hear you hear the uh the characteristics that they claim for themselves. Oh, I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch. Oh, I, I, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. You say all these negative things about yourself and then you assume these characteristics unknowingly. You assume these characteristics. A person that keeps doing the same thing over and over again 
will eventually form a habit. You don't want to be in the habit of every day, you know, causing yourself, bringing more, more pain, more strife, more difficulty, more obstacles to yourself by the words you use in describing yourself. I'm, I'm broke. I ain't got no money. Yo, I ain't got no bread, man. I ain't got no. We speak these things and we we speak them unknowingly, not knowing that these words have power. And if you always saying you don't have anything, you always say you don't have anything. Eventually, not having anything is gonna come to you, cause that's what you're thinking about the most. You're not utilizing your time. You're not utilizing your time, your thinking capacity to to go out for the things that you want. And, and in anything in life, anything, it's required to have discipline. You're required to have discipline. You need discipline to be able to see the things through that you start. In the beginning, we played another motivational video, a great video. I like going to these videos because, you know, when I'm feeling a little bit blue, when I'm feeling a little bit, you know, weary, I listen to these videos and they give me motivation. And I think they'll do the same for you. But the only real motivation you need is you. Is you. Queen, when you pick something up and you start it, finish it. No matter how, no matter how crazy or or how how much of an inconvenience it may be, you started it. You had the passion enough to pick it up. So have the discipline, the discipline enough to finish it. Very important. Very important. It's very crucial to being successful. Very crucial into getting things done that you need done. It's to be able to finish things. Your word is everything. Your word is everything. You say you're going to do something, do it. Do it. How many times we find ourselves We find ourselves In situations Where Guys is like wow man Like how did this happen to me How did I get here How did I get to this point It's about that discipline It's about having that passion enough to say Yo look I know this road is not going to be easy I know this road is not going to be, you know, it's not going to be peaches and cream. What I'm trying to achieve is it, just not going to be given to me. I got to work and I got to I got to go out and get it. Knowing this, having this in the back of your mind, when you pursue your endeavors, it would it would prove so much, so much benefit for you to know that, look, I know it's going to be hard. I'm starting a new business. You know, I got to get things in order. I got to I got to put things in perspective. I got to I got to do an LLC. I got to get business cards. I got to get equipment. I got to you know all these things you can get. But when you set yourself up to do them and have the intention, the real intention to do it, the universe is going to make a way for you. You may call it the universe. You may call it God. You may call it, you know, you may call it whatever. But it's gonna it's gonna happen for you. But you gotta you gotta put your resolve and say, look, I'm going to do this. Win, lose, or draw. I'm gonna do this. And I'm gonna do it to the best of my capability. The best of my capability. In the sound clip we played, there's a uh, there's a piece from Kevin Hart, and and I actually caught that interview. And it was a very profound interview, you know, and he was speaking about him telling his kids that in this house, when you pick something up, you finish it. You picked it up, you're going to finish it. Okay, you might not be the best at it. You may not, you know what I'm saying? It may not be all that it was cracked up to be, but you're going to know the insides and out of it because you're going to be diligent enough to finish it. You want to play guitar? Okay, pick it up. Start learning how to play, but finish it. Finish it. It's gonna get hard. And I use guitar as a, as as a uh, as an example because me personally, 
a few years ago maybe i think maybe it's been like maybe six years maybe five or six years that i wanted to learn how to play the guitar so i said you know what i'm gonna buy me a guitar and i'm going to i'm going to learn how to play it and when i first bought it when i say difficult i had no idea that guitarists go through this with their fingers and the calluses on your fingers, the tip of your fingers, and you trying to remember chords, you're trying, you know, it's very difficult. But what I learned is that as I kept doing it, it became easier and easier. Now, I'm not no Van Halen or, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not no Jimi Hendrix, but at the end of the day, I can play. I can play. You know what I'm saying? I can play. And I'm only going to get better as I keep going. And it's very difficult. It's hard. But you just got to keep on. You just got to keep on. You can't allow the fear of failure to persuade you to give up and quit. To give up and quit. Oh, I can't do this. Yes, you can, Queen. You can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. You just got to have that resolve enough to say, okay, look, I'm, I'm making the intention in myself that uh, straight up, I'm not, I am not under no circumstances quitting. And if you can do that, if you can do that and say, oh, I'm not going to quit and just follow through, you're going to definitely see you're definitely going to see the magic happen right before your eyes. You'll see all of your dreams come into fruition. You'll see all your dreams come into fruition and you'll be able, you'll be able to, to just, to just be, to just be. You can't allow the fear of failure to, to, to persuade you to just give up. You can't, you just can't say, oh, oh, because uh, I'm going to fail or I'm going to stink at it. The, um, I'm just going to just give up. No, push through. That's the discipline. The discipline is to push through. Keep going. Keep going. Don't quit. If you start something, finish it. If you pick it up, finish it. Don't, don't give the satisfaction of saying that I'm a failure. I, I quit. I quit Nah Don't quit Keep pushing There's so many different examples There's so many different examples We can use Dealing with There's so many different examples We can use Dealing with That discipline To succeed And that's the difference The difference Between the person who is successful and a person who is unsuccessful is the endurance. The endurance. When you break down boxes in a in a ring, the the winner is the one that can be able is the one who is able to endure the most punishment or to elude the most punishment and win. When you break it down, look at the concept, look at the concept of, look at the concept of a fighter. You got two people in a ring trying to destroy each other. Who's going to survive? Now, there's different variables that, that matter that, you know, that would determine the outcome of the, of the match. But in a nutshell... It's the endurance, it's the discipline, it's the, it's, the, it's the being able to go through the adversity to become the winner. And that's life. That's life in a nutshell. That's life. Life is going to throw you curveballs. Life is going to throw you all types of you know, monkey wrenches. But you, you have to be, 
You have to be savvy enough to know that it's just a test. And only the tested will be deemed worthy enough to be successful. Only the wor- only the worthy. So when you look at when you look at the, the, the things that's going on in your life, it's not for me to say, it's for you to go into the mirror or you to sit down and come come up with this, you know, do some real introspection and say, yo, let me let me just identify what's going on in my life. Let me identify what it is is that's holding me back. And a lot of times when we do that, we'll find the very thing that's holding us back is us. The very thing holding you back is you. Your unwilling, your unwillingness to see things in a different way. Very unwilling to 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 look at and explore the possibilities of other avenues. Uncomfortability comes with success. Being uncomfortable, being uncomfortable. When you look at when you look at a lot of different professions, like we're into we're into the spoken word. Let's use comedy as an example. Comedians, if you notice, the the, the best comedians the greatest the greatest comedians the ones who excel in comedy the most are the ones who are most vulnerable the ones who are most vulnerable the more vulnerable you are the more you allow people to see you in comedy i'm using comedy as an example the more you're be you're able to be successful let's take for example richard pryor richard pryor prime example he made his life an open book on the stage. Smoking crack or free bass, burnt himself up. You know, you, you know all the trials and everything that he went through as an individual in, in, in show business. He, he, he opened the book and let people see it and let people laugh. People laughed at his pain, but he was vulnerable. And he's considered the greatest, if not the greatest, Definitely one of the greatest who ever did it in comedy. The more you're vulnerable. So that vulnerability is very uncomfortable. If we're, if we're talking about in a comedian's world to get up on the stage and, and view, you know, put put aspects of your life for people to look at and laugh and judge and critique. You have to be very vulnerable to do that. Very vulnerable. And you find that the individuals who are most successful are the individuals who are the most vulnerable. They bring their life on the stage and people laugh. People laugh. But the whole purpose or the whole point is that vulnerability, that uncomfortability. Eventually, it becomes, you know, you it's easier to do as you keep doing it. But sometimes we just got to sit down We have to sit down And we have to look at us Like really sit down and be like Yo, what's going on? Where do I want to be? Ask yourself these questions Do it now before it's too late Because a lot of times we get We get complacent We get complacent And It'd be like, okay, uh, I know I want this for myself. I know I want this for myself, but that drive to go get it, you know, is missing. That's what the introspection is for. That's for the hard talk with yourself. Get on your bed, sit on your bed. Turn the lights off if you need to, or put a mirror in front of you and talk to yourself. Talk to yourself. The number one person that matters is you. The number one person that matters is you. Have a conversation with you. And, and, and find out where you want to be, what you want to do. And once you make that decision, go for it. Go for it. Just go for it. You can affect change into your life. 
But most people are afraid. They are afraid of the uncomfortability. They're afraid of being inconvenienced. They're afraid to say, oh, I just don't want to, I just don't want to let people know that I'm this way. There's a certain type of freedom and liberation that you get from just being you. A lot of times we try to be what society wants us to be. We try to fit in with what society wants us to be. You know, a lot of these sisters out here want fat asses because society says that the fat ass is in the trend. I remember back in the 80s, and this is no this is no cap. I remember back in the 80s when you had when when women had fat asses, they was considered to be fat. <clears throat> it was considered to be fat. The status quo of beauty was so-called, you know, the Jane Fonda's, you know, the the uh, you know, these these skinny actresses that they put in your face. Oh, this is the model of beauty. This is what true beauty is. This is it right here. So if you notice back in the 80s, they had a whole bunch of aerobic type of infomercials on the TV. You had Richard Simmons, you had Jane Fonda, you had a lot of people doing aerobics. Everybody wanted to be slim, trim like a bicycle rim. No curves, no nothing. Then you see the 90s come in, and when the 90s come in, you know, the big butt comes in with the bang. It's like, oh, she got a big, she got a big behind. Remember that song, uh, Sir Mix a Lot? Baby got back. When that song came out, it was like like one of the first songs that that just paid homage to the woman's behind. You know, that oh yeah, she's got a she's got a fatty. That's what that's what it's about. But before in the 80s, you had a lot of women. And unfortunately, a lot of black women who are just naturally curvy, naturally, naturally, just beautiful women, naturally. And you had a lot of black women trying to fit in the mold of going, you know, using slim fast and trying to lose weight because they want they didn't want a big behind because a big behind meant that you was fat. And, you know, look how society has changed. Look how it has changed. You know what I'm saying? Now. People are going, injecting chicken fat into their behinds, you know, injecting all types of chemicals. You know, uh, they I've I seen reports of putting um tire like like flat, like how you fix a flat tire. You have people doing that, putting that in their bodies, injecting that into their bodies. Crazy. But you see how things change, though. You see how change, how things just it just flipped. That's why you got to know you. What do you want? And not be influenced by the dictates and the mandates of society. Because society have you going every which way. Every which way. Confused. You got to fit in. No. One thing you have to do is be true to you. True to you. And everything else will fall into place. Everything else will fall into place. That discipline, that discipline, but it starts, it starts with your characteristics, characteristics. And when you continually do things over and over again, it forms habits. And there's such things, there's a such thing as a good habit, good habits, good habits. If a person gets up every morning and say, as soon as I get up out of the bed, I'm going to do 10 pushups. I'm going to do 10 push-ups as soon as I get out of bed. Now, if he's never done push-ups before, if she's never done push-ups before, then it's going to be very difficult. But after about a week or two weeks of doing 10 push-ups, eventually 10 push-ups is going to be easy. It's going to be easy to do 10 push-ups when you get out of bed. Eventually, you'll be able to do 20. Then you'll be able to do 30 or 40 or 50. As soon as you get out of bed, it becomes easier. And I know this for a fact because there was a time where I couldn't do, I tell you no lie, I couldn't do one push-up. When I was growing up as a kid, I was a stocky kid, but I was still short. I was short. I didn't spurt up until after I turned 15 when I shot up and I, and I became taller. But I was like 5'7", five, 5'8", five, and, you know, real stocky and chunky. 
you know but when i got when i when i turned 15 16 i shot up 63 so now okay boom i'm a little bit slimmer now you know what i mean i was a little bit slimmer and all that but when i was big i couldn't do no push-ups and it was like you know people's joke on me like oh you can't do one push-up uh you know what I mean? My uncles and them like, yo, I give you $20, you do one push-up. You know how they do. And I couldn't do one, but I was determined. I was determined. And then I, I just start trying to do push-ups, doing a half of one, half of one, half of one. And then one day, I tell you no lie, one day I went to do a push-up and I did one. I was like, oh, snap, I did it. I did it. And I was like, oh, so what I was doing, I was able, I would, I would walk around and just randomly, I would just do one push-up. I would do that all day. Cause I was just so hype about doing being able to do one push-up. I was like, oh, I'ma do, I'ma keep doing push-ups. I I'll do one, walk around, walk around, just out of nowhere, drop down, do another one. And eventually, I was able to do I was able to do more. I was like, oh, snap. When I got to 10, I was like, oh, I was hype. But as the time went on, I was able to do 50. I was able to do 50, not being able to do one push-up. Then I was able to do 10 sets of 50. 10 sets of 50. From not being able to do one. So I really believe what I'm saying because I know it's real. And I know that this applies to anything that you put your mind to. It applies to so many different things in life. If you apply the same formula, just be consistent. Be consistent. Be diligent. Start what you finish. Start what you finish. And it's going to come together for you. It's going to come together for you without a shadow of a doubt. You just got to be disciplined and patient enough in order to see the magic happen. Diligent enough and patient to see that it's going to happen. Because if you do something over and over again, eventually you will gain mastery over it. And people don't realize that. They don't realize that when they're quitting in their in their in their uh their hatred for the for the thing that they're quitting. Oh, I hate this thing. I can't do it. That if you continue on, you will gain mastery over it. That's just the way we are. That's just the way we are. You will gain mastery over anything that you put your mind to. Anything. Like I give you, an, I give you guys another example. Like I'm a chef by trade. I went to I went to culinary school, graduated, and I am a chef. So. It's certain things, right? I remember I was doing my externship program. I was doing my externship program at a restaurant called Ariole in New York. You guys, now if you know about the restaurant business, very, very, you know, very fancy schmanchy restaurant, you know. But it was it was dope though. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie, I learned a lot. But I, when I was doing my externship. I was like, I was really thirsty because I wanted to, I wanted to know this. I wanted to learn this. So I'm, I'm in the pastry program. I'm in the pastry program. So I'm interning from the pastry side, but I also do culinary, you know, I also do savory dishes and things of that nature, just French cuisine. So I noticed when we doing an externship program, they got different schools at the restaurant. So if you guys know anything about culinary school, one of the the top culinary schools in New York is the CIA, the Culinary Institute of America. The CIA is the top. That's like the Harvard of culinary schools. When you're dealing with culinary in New York, you know, you're not going to get a better school than that. You have the you have the French Culinary Institute. You have ICE, the Institute of Culinary Education, where I graduated from. Very great school. But top of the line is the CIA, Culinary Institute of America. So when I'm in, I'm in, it's, it's crazy because this story, I, I'm just even thinking about it now. And I'm like, wow. 
So you got different schools there. You got guys from the French, the, the FCI, the the, the um, ICE, and you have people from CIA. And then you got other different culinary schools that's there, but they all doing externship programs because you got to finish that in order to graduate. So this guy, <laughs> this is crazy. He comes to me. The chef told him to make a pad of shoe. So... He don't know how to make it. He don't know how to make it. And I see that he's nervous. So I'm right next to him because he's in he's in the uh, the pastry um, station because they want him to make a pad of shoe. So they just taking it for granted. Like you go into the CIA, you know what a pad of shoe is. Make it. So he's like scared because the chef, the, you know, the exec chef is he's a real hard one. So he'll scream on you and all that. So he's scared to death. So I'm sitting next to him and I'm like, wow, he's nervous. He don't know what to do. So I'm telling him what to do. I'm giving him, I'm giving him tip by tip, but I'm standing right next to him. And I'm like, all right, look now, when you put the flour in the water, you know, keep stirring, keep stirring, keep stirring. It's going to be a film that forms on the bottom of the pot. That's when you know, that the powder shoe is ready Now it's time to take it to the mixer You know what I mean It's easy breezy after that So I'm I'm showing him So when he When he finished making the powder shoe And they They I forgot what they was making with it What What um What What they was making with the powder shoe Maybe churros or Or some Or some other type of puff pastry or whatever But they was making something with the powder shoe That they needed from the For the savory side I forgot what they was making but anyway, when it was all said and done, it came out perfect. You know what I'm saying? It came out perfect. And the chef's like, all right, great job and all that. But he didn't know what he was doing. But his school, compared to my school, because I ain't, I ain't go to no flimsy school. My school was, was top of the line. That I would consider it being third in New York, second or third in New York. However... The CIA is like Harvard of, of culinary. So you would expect the students there to know that. But then my chef told me, my exec chef, the pastry chef, she told me, she was like, look, she's like, yo, your school be bringing a, the, the externs that be coming out of your school be the best. Those be the ones that be the most prepared when they come into the actual world of, the, of, of, of culinary that they can thrive. You know, when I got there, she was like, yo, look, I need you to make this molten chocolate. Or I need you to, I, I need you to make this. I need you to make this. Here's the recipe book. Here's the recipe book. That's what they do. They give you the recipe book. But you got to know how to read it. And you got to know how to, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's in a lot of culinary jargon. So he's like, yo, here's the recipe. I scale that out. Get that ready. Weigh all this out. Get that ready. And, you know, but they expect you to just have your stuff together. Here is the here's the uh, recipe. Scale all these things out and and meet me back over here. You dig? But when you when you looking at a person that's going to a very superior school, you would think that they have their shit together. But it's not always like that because everybody don't have that same passion. Everybody don't have that. Like this individual right here is obvious. It's obvious that he you know what I'm saying he he comes from money. It's obvious. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into how, you know what I mean, what's his race or anything of that nature, but it was obvious that he came from money. It was obvious. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times when you come for things, you get things just handed to you, you take a lot of things for granted. And it's that drive in you, that passion in you, that passion in you that's gonna build you and prepare you for a lot of things. You see, when a lot of people, when you look at it, right, individuals you see all the time on Wall Street, they had that black, the uh, the Black Monday. If you do history about Black Monday, about Wall Street, when it, when the whole joint crashed and everything, you had people jumping out of skyscrapers because they broke. They don't got no money. So they say, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to, you know. So when you, when, when, you, when you're handed things to you all the time, when everything is just given to you and you ain't got to work for nothing, you ain't got to you don't got to fight and scratch or, or or do anything. It's just given to you. You take it for granted. You take it for granted. 
So you have a case here with an individual with all the opportunity in the world. All the opportunity in the world, everything is handed to them. And they have lack of passion. And unfortunately, sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes people who who know people or people who got connections, they get things that they're not deserving of. And that's the way things work. But that shouldn't be a deterrent for you. It should be more so of a of a motivation. Because you do got to work twice as hard. When you don't got things handed to you, you ain't born with no silver spoon in your mouth. You got you to gotta work for everything you get. So this character will bring you further in life. Look at these individuals jumping out of skyscrapers because they don't got no money. But I can show you people in the projects that ain't got two nickels to rub together but make it work. Make it work. They ain't thinking about killing themselves. They ain't thinking about killing themselves because they ain't got no money. They make it work. Struggle builds character. Adversity. Adversity. It, 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 it builds mastery. Adversity. Because everything that's adverse at first will not always be. Everything that's an inconvenience at first will not always be. It will not always be. It will always get easy. That's the trick. That's the secret. That's the key. It will always get easier. It don't get harder. When you first start to do something, that's the hardest that it's the hardest that it's ever going to be when you first start doing it. When you first start doing it, it's the hardest that it's ever going to be. After you've done it for a day, it's been it, it becomes easier. You're more savvy. The next day, you're more savvy. The next day, you're more savvy. The very first time you start to do something is the, mo- is the time where it's the most difficult. But if you ain't got the discipline to see, to see through that, if you don't have the discipline to say, all right, I'm going to see past this storm. The first sight of trouble, you bailing? The first sight of uncomfortability, you're, you're, you're just calling it quits? can't quit can't quit if you start it finish it if you put your mind to something to do finish it finish it eventually it will get easier easier and easier It's not going to be hard forever. So we need to have that talk with ourselves. It's very important. Because like I said, it builds character. When you start doing something consistently and you consistently quit on everything you start, eventually you will be a quitter. It will be it will come so natural It will come so natural to just quit. To just quit. It will become so natural to you. You be like, I ain't doing this. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I I can't do this. No. No. Push through. Push through. Things that need to be done can be done. You just got to do it. You just got to do it. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. Stop waiting. People think patience means waiting. Patience is not waiting. Being patient don't mean waiting. Being patient meaning taking the right time to seize the right opportunity. It's not about waiting. It's not about being idle. It's not about being just stagnant and say, I'm just going to be patient and wait here. No, patience and waiting is two different things. Two total different things. To be patient is not to be idle. Being patient, you're waiting, but you're waiting in theory. You're waiting for the opportunity to show what you can do. That's what you're waiting for. You're not waiting. You're not waiting on just being idle, being patient. During the time you're being patient, you're learning mastery. You're sharpening your skills. 
you're getting more and more keen. This is what patience gets you. A lot of times we get we, we get it misconstrued and we be thinking, all right, patience is, oh, I just got to sit here and wait for someone to knock on the door to give me the opportunity of the lifetime. No, don't work like that. You got to be actively out there going, being a go-getter, being a go-getter, being a go-getter. And part of being a go-getter is that you're not quitting. If it, if it peaked your if it peaked your interest enough for you to pick it up, then it should peak your interest enough to just finish it. Even if you don't you don't use it as a career, even even if you don't say, all right, oh, I'm gonna be a like the guitar. I'm not a guitarist, you know. I'm not a play the guitar, but at the end of the day, it's not like I'm on stage performing. I'm not on stage doing doing gigs with the guitar and all that, but at the end of the day, I know how to play. And eventually, I want to include it into my poetry. I want to include that element into my live show, my live performance. If I'm doing the show and I and I can break midway in the show, pick up the guitar and, you know, and do a poem with the melody in the back. This is the goal. This is the goal. You dig what I'm saying? So, it's just up to you as an individual. It's up to you as the individual to say that, okay, I'm going to finish what I start. Even, even if it don't, it don't prove to be that I, I, I've reached the top echelon in that profession or that thing I'm doing. It's just the satisfaction enough to know that I didn't quit on myself. I didn't quit on myself. And that's the key. That's the key that if, if, Cause you gotta think about it. individuals who see you, people that you're interacting with. You don't know who you around that can change your circumstances. But if you have this characteristics of, of quitting, of being a quitter, not finishing or not following through what you want, people around you, people who can help you get to that next level, can notice that too. But who is gonna invest in a quitter? Who's going to invest in a quitter? Think about that. Riddle me that. Who's going to say, all right, I'm going to take my money and I'm going to put it and I'm going to back a person who I know is a quitter. If you quit on yourself, you'll definitely quit on my money. Definitely. You ain't going to treat my money no better than yourself. I hope not. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't think so. Self-preservation kicks in. You, you're going to treat yourself. So if you quit on yourself, why would I invest in you? Why would I invest in you? Why would I take my money, my hard-earned money, to invest in you to get to the next level if I know you're a quitter? If I know that everything you start, you quit. If I know everything you start, you quit. You don't, you don't follow through on nothing. You don't stay consistent on nothing. But you're expecting, you're expecting people around you to invest in you. No one will ever invest in you if you won't invest in yourself. No one, no one. You listen to countless actors, countless, uh, you know, um, comedians or, or different entertainers. They will tell you the same story. You got stories. I, I heard some stories from some entertainers like, wow, you had it. You It was bad. In pursuit of their dreams, being homeless, sleeping out of cars, sleeping out of cars trying to get trying to get a record deal sleeping out of cars trying to get booked for a gig or whatever the case may be it's a tough world but it's not for the weak hearted not for the weak hearted so you find that the individuals that are successful in all these in these in these realms it don't have to be entertainment it could be just just regular professions everyday professions the individuals who are successful are the individuals who put that time in the individuals who don't quit on themselves Individuals who don't quit on themselves If you say you can't do it They say it's an old saying That say a person that say they can do something And a person that say they can't do something Is usually right Let that sink in A person who say I can't do something And a person who say I can do something Is usually right Because it starts with you If you say you can't do something then you're probably right You can't Because you killed yourself before you even tried Before you even attempted to do it You said I can't do that 
No, you really can't do it. You really can't do it. And the person who say they can do something really can do it. Even if they don't achieve it on their first go around. If they say I can do it, I can do that. I can do that. I remember one time talking about talking about bacon and things of that nature. I used to back in the days, I used to watch Emerald. I used to watch Emerald Lagasse. He's a he's a he was a TV chef. Very successful chef, Emerald. So I'm watching Emerald and he had a he had an episode talking about a starter. So I'm like a starter. What is a starter? It's a yeast starter. How how before they had commercial yeast that they would sell, commercial yeast, they used to get the natural yeast in the air. And they would do that by making a starter. You would take some flour, you would take a little bit of water, some sugar, and you would it would trap the natural yeast in the air. So you had people who would start a starter and they would pass that starter on down from generation to generation. So you notice that like if you are a bread enthusiast and you're into different types of breads, if you go to San Francisco and taste the, the sourdough, it would be different if you went to California, you know what I'm saying, another part of uh, California and, and tasted it because of the air. You know what I'm saying? Because of the air. And they still use this method today. You know what I'm saying? People like bread, like like bread companies, they have starters that have been passed on down the generation. So you start it and you just keep feeding it. Flour, water, and sugar. You keep feeding it and it stays alive. So I was enthused by this. I was like, wow. I was like, I ain't had no idea that like you can do this. You can make natural yeast. So I went on a two-day binge trying to make um natural yeast. And I did it. It didn't come out, it didn't come out exactly how I, I, I expected it to come out, but it definitely came out. And I got better at it. Once I start understanding the different mechanics of how to make a starter and things of that nature, it'd be like, oh, okay, I understand it now. But I found it fascinating. And I said to myself, I can do that. When I seen the way he made it, so I can do that. And I did it. And it's, it's a lot of different examples of that. Just seeing something, just seeing something and say, yo, I can do that. And I'll go for it and do it. But we all have that power. We all have that ability. We all have that in us, but we just got to nurture it. We just got to be able to bring it out. We got to be able to say, okay, look, you know, uh, this passion inside of me, I want, I want it to be, I want, I, I want, I want, I want it, I want it to just beam from my characteristics that people can see this in me, that you know, when I walk like that brother right there or that sister right there, yeah, that's a real one. Yo, she say she gonna do something, she gonna do it. And giving people your word, all these things matter. All these things matter. A lot of times people, they they shirk on their word. They'll say, oh, uh, yeah, I, I said I was gonna do it, but uh, something came up. And they, and they pay little mind to it. They be like, oh, you know what I'm saying? It ain't nothing. Something came up. It ain't. But your word, your word means something. Your word means something. The universe will take you at your word. The universe will take you at your word. What you say, what you do, what you say, your word. You say you're going to do something, do it. Do it because there is consequences on going back on your word. There's consequences. And like I said, the inconvenience, don't worry about the inconvenience because the inconvenience will always fade. With anything that you try at, that you may suck at, eventually you will get better at it. Eventually, if you stay disciplined, if you stay disciplined enough to say, all right, I'm going to I'm going to stay and I'm going to do this. Whether it's a diet, whether it's a, you know, whether it's a, a business opportunity, a job or or business you're trying to create, whether you're trying to create your brand, like creating your brand is, is very time consuming and very hard work. There's a lot of tedious things you got to do, you know, a lot of tedious things, but it will pay off if you stay consistent with it. If you stay consistent, it will pay off. It will work for you. 
So we just got to, you know, just be mindful. Understand that if you start something, finish it. Because that in itself will build character. That characteristic of starting what you finish will prove to benefit you in the long run. In the long run. But we're going to have a word from one of our sponsors and uh, we'll be right back. Hello, this is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you his listeners, and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code SPOKENSOUL to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com, and we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.innerchildpress.com. Thank you. Yeah. So you guys, you guys go check out my brother Bill at Interchild Press. Uh, great guy, you know, responsible for putting out hundreds of first-time authors. So if you have a book you're working on, chat book, novel, anything, and you're trying to get it published, go over there and check out my brothers over there um, in the Child Press, black-owned company, and definitely he'll give you a discount if you use the promo code Spoken Soul. Just know that Soul is spelled S-O-L, Spoken Soul, <clears throat> and you go check him out, and you get a 10% discount on any package that they offer. So uh, go check out their packages. Definitely a great guy. You know what I'm saying? And they do great work. But you guys, man, we're ending the show. We're winding down the show. But uh, it's important. It's important to finish what you start. It's important. It's important for you to have the resolve and the, and the steadfastness to remain firm upon what you want. Not to take no for an answer. Not to take failure for an answer. If you want something, you got to go for it. You can't wait around for someone to give you something. If you want it, go get it. You are deserving. You are worthy. You just got to know that. So this is dedicated to all of my queens out there who's on the fence about what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. You're going to get up. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to say, I am worthy. I am worthy of greatness. I'm worthy of everything I put my mind to. I am worthy of a great life. I am worthy of a great mate. I am worthy of a great successful career. You are worthy. You got to believe it. You got to know it. You can't believe in this. You got to know this. Know that it's in you. Anything that you want to achieve is right there in you. Finish what you start. Don't become a quitter. It's easy to say, oh, I'm not doing this no more. It's easy when times get rough. It's easy to just turn your back and say, no, I, I just can't take no more. No, you got to take a little bit more. Get up. See yourself for who you are. You are a goddess. You are a queen. You are worthy. So act like it. I want to remind you. Always, always speak your soul. And I love you. And I hope you love me too. Peace.